0: I did know this. This is great. I can go to Japan. Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast, your home for discussions, interviews with a variety of guests covering a wide range of topics. Today is another installment of This Week Today, where we look back on this day in history, sports, entertainment, and more. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Toph. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? Honestly, dude, I've had a really f***ed up week. I'm in a really mood, but I have a really strong drink, so we'll see how this goes. Nice. That's a good combo. Yeah, we'll see. But that's all true, actually. Um, (laughs) But I think in order to try to make myself feel better, I'd like to introduce a new segment to you, sir. All right, let's do it. Are you ready for this? Okay, I have decided that the interns need to do a pancake breakfast cook-off, and I have a great idea for the name. We're going to call it a flapjack-off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love it's that a, idea. It's a pancake competition. I like the idea. I love the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why it's so funny, Chris, um, but I think that uh, we ought to, you know, propose to the listeners let's see your best breakfast let's see your best pancakes and whoever wins the flapjack off will you know obviously receive a <laughs> standard gravity beard prize which is basically a shout out on the show or those t-shirts we're going to send out you haven't sent the free t-shirts that all the interns are oh seeing? no I've, I've, I've sent them out but you know problems with the mail and whatnot you know okay next well, moving right along, why don't we continue with the segment that we started last episode with the Celebrity Cocktail Hour. Let's do it. So, Chris, I propose to you this week, who is your celebrity and what is your cocktail? Okay, I'm going to stick with the same... Co- well, no, no, I, I will switch it up this week. And it's not related to the celebrity because I'm not sure if I'm that good at matching drinks with celebrities. Okay. Uh, but my my celebrity is Steve Martin. Oh, good choice. Excellent yes. choice. My drink that Steve and I will be enjoying, now he may enjoy something else. Sure. No, no, I'm going to force him to enjoy the same drink. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to love that and definitely do what you tell him to do. Of course. Of course. No, no, no. Of course I wouldn't do that. So I'm going to be selecting a Moscow Mule. I love a delicious Moscow Mule. That's excellent. Now that's a seasonal drink, but we are in summertime. It's still warm and it's it's just a really good, refreshing summertime drink. And I would like to propose a twist on that drink. If you try a gin mule, gin mule made with ginger beer is also fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah, actually mules have been around, you know, they became popular again, I don't know, within the last few years. Correct. People are really starting to put some really good twists on them. There's some some really good good mules out there. Yes, excellent celebrity and excellent drink. Well done, sir. Well, and just real quickly, I won't go long, but... You know, there's so many things to talk to Steve Martin about. He's a musician. He's a writer. He's a comedian. He's, he's done a full range of acting, both on the comedic and the serious side. Correct. But not only just talking to him about his career and his experiences, I think I would just like to talk to that guy about life because he seems like a very warm and kind person. Mm-hmm. I would just like to glean life wisdom from Steve Martin, and I bet he's got some to share. <laughs> Man, I feel like that's a really, really solid and accurate call there. So what is yours, sir? So, you know, this week I'm going to choose a, uh, a longtime favorite of mine. I'm going to go with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, interesting. Our next now, president. That's a Man, I tell you what, I'm going to leave my comments to myself. Um, okay. I have liked him since 1996 when I was watching Wrestling at Home with my dad. When he was was asking, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Well, that was actually before that. He was the people's champion and was hated by all. And at the time, I liked Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was also awesome. Which we've talked about before. Many times. And um, shortly after that, The Rock was just such a great character that everyone loved him. He had no choice to turn from his ways to be from a heel to a babyface, which is villain to, you know, star uh, good guy. Right. So, um, and now he's this massive star, but I've really admired this guy for a very long time. I read his book. I watched his, his you know, old, one of those old, you know, movies about him. Um, and I really just, I'm sure that the drink we're going to have is like some sort of like protein cocktail. <laughs> it's probably going <gonna laughs> right. to be a protein shake because he's ripped like Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I really want to get just like some perspective because he's, he hustles all the time. And um, right now I'm, I'm really struggling with my desire to go to the gym. Um, and my gym right now is, is jujitsu. I love it. You know, it's really good, but I'm just like frustrated. I just kind of want to see what gets him up and I don't want the end. I mean, like I want to like a real answer and I want to get be honest, have a really honest conversation with him about this of like, look, I'm a hard worker. I love this, but it's easy. You know, is it easy for you because you've got millions of dollars to go and put the hard work in because the more you get ripped, the more money you make. Right. Um, but just uh, my main question is how do you get over the hump of hating the gym? And, and that kind of stuff. I also think that he has a great life story. I think he'd be a lot of fun to talk to. A lot of yeah. like chances to hear about his you know antics in the WWE and the WWF before that got taken from him. Um, you know, just fascinating. Well, he's done a lot for a guy that's not that old. Mm-hmm. Like, he's experienced a lot of life for a guy that's not that old. Well, if you look at his work ethic, it's ridiculous. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, good point. Um, so, I think he'd be a lot of fun to talk to. I-, I love the fact that he uses, like, really foul language all the time. I just I think it'd be fascinating. So first question would be, how do I get over this sticky spot of hating the gym? Second thing was, you know, again, life experiences, and let's hear some some of your stories. Yeah, that's a good choice. Even though I hate protein shakes. (laughs) (laughs) Next. All right. Well, with that, let's get started and look at the calendar of special days so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. Perfect. And I'll get things started. Yesterday, hopefully everyone celebrated National Cherry Popsicle Day. Meh. Really? It's okay. You don't like cherry or you don't like popsicles? Cherry is my lesser favorite flavor. I like strawberry better. And uh, popsicles, I I don't don't have much use for. I do like them, though. I think they're awesome. I just don't like them. Interesting. Yeah, so today is National Just Because Day. So just because I don't like cherry popsicles. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Well, tomorrow is National Bowtie Day. I'm going to change it up and call it National Paul Chomo Day. Is he a national bow tiesman? He will wear a bow tie on you. Oh, nice. That's a real cracker, as they say in the British culture. Indeed. Wednesday is National Chop Suey Day, which, of course, I'm going to name National Chop Suey Song by System of a Down. (laughs) Definitely. I don't blame you. What other choice do you have? (laughs) No, none. Thursday is National Toasted Marshmallow Day. Delicious. Don't have to say much about that. Marshmallows are amazing. Absolutely. And on Friday is National College Colors Day. I will be repping the U.M. orange and green. All right. And we'll wrap up our week of celebrations on Saturday with National Chicken Boy Day. I don't even understand that string of words put together. I don't either. So um, folks, get creative on how you choose to celebrate National Chicken Boy Day. Yeah, that's very weird. Next. All right. Well, with that, let's turn our attention to... This week in history. I love history. And therefore, I'm going to start with our first event in 1888. Jack the Ripper's first victim was murdered. Now, I recently went on the Jack the Ripper tour in London, and I very, very much enjoyed it. It was very, very historical. I'm sure it's a tourist trap, but it was fascinating nonetheless. Yeah, I bet it was. Well, fast forward a bunch of years to 1939, and this week they televised the first Major League Baseball game. That's awesome. Do you know who it was between? I do not. Do you? I do not. <laughs> Cursor research fails us again. All right. Well, moving another 16 years forward, and this is when the Guinness Book of World's Records debuts. I think that's a really fun thing. I think that it's interesting that you've got somebody who became the standards on world records. Yes. And hold on to this because we'll come back to the Guinness book later in the episode. Oh, sweet. A few years later the, there was a hotline established between Washington and Moscow so I would like to say hotline hotline, super secret hotline. <laughs> <laughs> and fast forward to 2018 and that's when the Gravity Beard hotline was, was established. <laughs> hey Putin have you heard of the Gravity Beard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bet he has. What do you think about that? <laughs> Alright well In 1980, this week, Christopher Cross has his first of two number one hits with Sailing. And do you know what his second number one hit was? I do not. Please let me know. That is Best That You Can Do, which is the theme to the movie Arthur with Dudley Moore. Well, there you go. That takes us back to the early 80s and that was Arthur's theme. Yeah, that's awesome. That was actually huge if I remember correctly. It was huge at the time, for sure. Okay, and just a few short years later, the wreck of the Titanic was found in 1985. That to me is amazing. And did you know this was one of the uh proposed launch dates for the Titanic 2 this year? That's really super bad luck to try to relaunch the Titanic, isn't it? I don't know, man. I I would sign up immediately. I'd be the first one there. Ah. <sighs> I disagree. I think you're asking for it. Maybe. (laughs) Not even scared. Yeah, that didn't surprise me. Next! All right, well, with that, let's move on to the news. Yes. Play that jingle. And guess what, Adam? What? What? We have News Quick Hits. Yes, News Quick Hits. That's right. (laughs) Sorry, Keith. (laughs) Keith. Sorry, Keith, but News Quick Hits are making a comeback this week. (laughs) All right, here's our first story, Adam. So I don't know if you know much about millennials, but millennials are... They're ruining everything. (laughs) No, that's not what I was going to (laughs) say. That's according to the internet. They're ruining everything. What, that's such an old man to, thing to say. <laughs> no, they're kind of being marked by taking a, a unique approach to things that we've done differently in the past. That's true. One of those things is meeting a mate. Meeting a mate. Okay, so like what? Like online dating or texting or what? No, no, no. That that's that's so yesterday. That's so Gen X. <laughs> have you heard of? <laughs> have you heard of pheromone parties? Pheromone parties? Are you freaking kidding me? I am not kidding. So. <laughs> Do you even have a guess as to what this is? I could only speculate. Please, please go on. Okay, so the article was in the Washington Post, and it was written from first-person perspective by the writer who actually went to one of these pheromone parties. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Basically, the idea is, is that you go to this place, and you bring you bring a T-shirt, and you're supposed to have worn the T-shirt for four days. Like You start with a clean T-shirt, you wear it for four days. Not, mm-hmm. not just the T-shirt, but you wear it on and off for four days. Right. And then and that it soaks up kind of your smell basically huh. and then you put it in a bag and you take it to this pheromone party wow the idea is that you don't you don't visually judge someone so right. rather than saying hey i'm interested in you because of because you're tall or because this or that whatever the the theory is is that people would make a more accurate match between the two of them based on their f- the pheromones that they emit so you've got this t-shirt in the bag and you put it on a table and you put a number on it and then you put a a, like a polaroid picture something on the wall i don't exactly know how it's coordinated and so there's this writer for the washington post that went to one of these parties and did this okay that actually kind of makes a lot of sense because don't you i mean i think what is it scent is one of the strongest links to the various things so i could see how that would actually like kind of make sense or it would be terrible (laughs) or it's super weird he has like you, you wear deodorant You know, listen, these pheromone parties have already taken place in New York, London, and Los Angeles, and now in Washington. Wow. Yeah. And so here's another option of something that happens at the party. You can smell the t-shirts, but it's also just kind of understood that while you're there, that you're going to smell each other like in person. Well, that makes sense. But that's also kind of awkward, right? 100%. That just seems super weird to me. That is invading my personal space. Exactly. I I just fundamentally have a huge problem with that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm very intrigued by the idea and I'd like to go kind of be a fly on the wall to just observe this whole thing. Agreed. I think I'd be super uncomfortable actually doing it myself. Well, I think that it really depends because like I have a pretty wide bubble and I also have a really small bubble depending on the situation. So I think it would really depend on who the person is if I wanted you to be inside my bubble or not. Exactly. I totally agree. It says she did meet one man whose aroma she inhaled directly. And her quote was, our connection was instant. They ended up in a deep conversation. They've seen each other three times since the party. No kidding. Yeah. So apparently it works. Well, we need to follow up. Like other articles we've read, your first you know reaction is, man, that is that sounds super duper weird. Yeah. But then if you give it just a second or third thought, you're like, I, I can sort of make sense of it. I don't know if I would do it, but I could see where it makes sense. Okay, so take that point and make it about more things in life. If you could take a, a political view or a personal view or, you know, whatever, and just give it pause and be willing to mull it over, I think our world will be a radically different place. I 100% agree. Okay, ready for quick hit number two? Number two quick hit. Okay, here's a couple of stories from the crime beat, which I know we enjoy. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, this story takes place in a small town in New Hampshire. Okay. Okay, so you've been working out. Yes. You've been doing some kung fu at a local dojo. That's correct. But you're not going to like a traditional gym, like an LA Fitness or whatever. That's correct. So this story takes place at a Planet Fitness. Okay. So imagine if you went to the gym... And you saw a naked man working out there. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. So 34-year-old Eric Stagno of Haverville, Massachusetts, was charged with indecent exposure, lewdness, and disorderly conduct on Sunday for taking off his clothes and, a- and exercising at the local Planet Fitness. What goes through your mind? Like, oh, this is what I'm going to do today. You want to know what his explanation was? Yes. He kept citing Planet Fitness' slogan, it's a judgment-free zone. <laughs> Was it worth going to jail for the joke? I think so.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, then, Adam, you may be pleased to find out that Stagno is free on bail and is scheduled to be arraigned on September 21st in the local district court. That is fantastic. And I actually, actually like this last line to the story. Stagno could not be reached for comment and his attorney could not be immediately identified. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just glad I wasn't a Florida man this time. <laughs> yeah, I actually skipped a story that was based out of Florida. <laughs> They're always out of Florida. <laughs> All right, one more story from the crime beat before we move on. Awesome. Okay, so this is another dating story also. Ah. So, Kelton Griffin, 21, he uh, met this girl that he wanted to take out on a date. So, he we went over to her house, and the they took her car... Uh-huh. But she let him drive because she didn't know where they were going to go. Okay, I don't know how he got to her house, <laughs> so, so that was my first question. But we're just going to move past that. So they get in the car, and they stop off at a gas station. She goes in this It says the article says she went into the store to get some cigars. Okay, and while she was in the store. That gave Griffin just enough time to speed off in her car. (laughs) (laughs) Sucker. So the woman calls Griffin several times, doesn't reach him. Of course, he doesn't answer the phone. Obviously. And uh, apparently he blocked her number. He also (laughs) blocked her on all social media. So I'm just trying to imagine the sequence of events. Right. So she goes in. He kind of like peers out the window to make sure, you know, she's engaged in the transaction in the store looking for the cigars. He peels out of the parking lot. At some point, does he is he operating his phone and like shutting her down on social media and blocking her number? Like, When is he getting that done? I, I imagine that as soon as she goes inside the store, she's walking in, he's block, 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 block. He sees <laughs> her looking for the stuff and then pieces the F out. <laughs> okay, well, there's more to this story. Oh, great. She can't reach him on the phone. Duh. She can't reach him on social media. She eventually called her family and told her that she got ditched at the, at the gas station and that her car got stolen by Griffin. But she soon found another way to trace Griffin. Are ah, you ready? Yes. The woman received a text message from her god sister saying that Griffin asked, asked her on a date and was heading to her grandmother's house to pick her up. Yes. <laughs> this sounds like Gravity Beard Listener of the Week material. <laughs> <laughs> Lee's competent criminal. Yeah, so he ditches the one girl... To, and steals her car to take her god sister out on another date. That is fantastic. He goes and picks up the other girl, takes her to a drive-in movie theater, and that's where the police show up and crash her date and arrested and charge Griffin with theft of property. Wow. <laughs> I mean, but that seems like an elaborate scheme, right? Why not just take the other girl out? Right. Take her car. Like did he, right? did he? Th- at what point? in his planning or execution, did he think he was going to get away with this? Yeah. Yeah. it's like, okay. And what was his end game? Like, I'm just going to drop the car off back at your house and just like, forget it ever happened. And then go about like my merry way. But then like, what about date number two? Yeah. You got to like <laughs> do the same thing over again. <laughs> it's just not a good plan all around. Let's just admit that. <laughs> all right. Here's our last quick hit, Adam. Okay. So we mentioned that you've been spending time at the local dojo. Yes. How is that coming along? Dude, it was going so well, and I have hit a wall of massive, massive frustration. Okay, well, I have a solution for your problem. Quit? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, dang it. So, so it sounds like your problem might be motivation. Am I right? Um. So, it's it's one problem. Yes. Okay. So I have. I can at least. I don't know what your other problems are. There's <laughs> so many. <laughs> I mean, too numerous to compare. But I have a solution at least to the motivation problem. Are you ready? Yes. There's a small town in central Japan, and I don't ex- know exactly how to pronounce it. It's just Iga, 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 Japan. Huh. In any case, there's a small town in central Japan, and they have a they have a unique problem, Adam. Okay. Now, the first thing you need to know is that this town claims to be the birthplace of ninjas. Right, I'm aware of that. I'm very. I I have taken ninjutsu, and I'm taking it again. Okay. Well, did you know that there's a ninja shortage? I did know this. This is great. Yes. I can go to Japan. Yes. Okay. So each year, a city of about 100,000 people swells with about 30,000 tourists to come and experience the annual Ninja Festival. They have a Ninja Festival. Yes. However, the town itself outside of, of the festival is suffering from depopulation. Correct. So it's losing young people because this is a this is a rural town it's a small right. town in central Japan right. right and young people millennials not just <laughs> Americans but over Japan too they don't want to live in the rural countryside dude millennials are even ruining ninjas <laughs> <laughs> okay so the mayor had a creative idea the first idea was to relocate city hall and I I I, I got I got a kick out of this idea relocate city hall for the purpose of opening up a second ninja museum <laughs> That would be amazing. I know, but what's the point of doing a second ninja museum if you're in a small town that already has one ninja museum? Yeah, you can never have too much ninja. <laughs> well, no, no, no. As a principle, I agree with that. <laughs> but what are you going to put in the second ninja museum that's not in the first ninja museum? Yes, that's 100% accurate. Like when outside tourists find out, oh my gosh, they've opened up a second ninja museum in a town that already has one, why would that cause a flood of tourists? Right, because you don't like go to one museum of anything and then go to the other museum of the same thing. Exactly. So they are facing some hurdles. They need to attract labor forces to work and live in the rural city, as we've mentioned. But also, they need more ninjas themselves. Right. As I said, Adam, there's a ninja shortage. That's correct. So we're coming back around to you, Adam. (laughs) It goes on to say, but this job does have a lot to offer. First of all, the pay is quite competitive. Now, again, (laughs) we're we're talking about being a ninja. Right. Right. It says today ninjas can can earn anywhere from twenty-three thousand to eighty-five thousand dollars. Now yeah, that's so a very that's a very wide range, Adam. That is incredibly wide range. So if I'm if I'm considering being a ninja, I definitely want to know how can I get into that eighty-five thousand dollar range. For sure. And it does point out this is a lot more than ninjas <laughs> I think this is a really funny, funny point. It says, and in fact, this is a lot more than real ninjas used to earn in medieval Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I will tell you, Adam, mm-hmm. because there's a ninja shortage, particularly in the small town in central Japan, that's where you can earn $85,000 being a ninja. So, circling it back around to you, yes. if for some reason, whatever it is that you're working on doesn't work out, perhaps you'd like to move to rural Japan and be trained up as a ninja. I think that sounds like a foolproof plan. All right. Well, Adam, for some reason, it happens, this happens in every episode. Dang it. Even though we went through as many stories as we could, there were still some we didn't have time to get to. Dang it, quick hits! But I will read some of the headlines. In fact, I'm going to read. Th- I'm going to. I literally had like a dozen stories I wanted to read. Oh, I'm going to read. I'm going to read three headlines of stories we're not going to get to. Okay. First one: a man with no arms stabs tourist on Miami Beach. <laughs> that seems impressive and like a Florida story. Perfect. <laughs> Number two story that we're not going to get to. Woman caught by co-worker squeezing breast milk into coffee creamer. Oh, I hope it was her coffee creamer. No, I mean, mean she was squeezing milk from her breast into the coffee creamer that goes in the refrigerator. Oh, the communal coffee creamer? Dang it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And our last one, also beverage-related. Vagina beer goes on sale in Poland, made from the essence of hot underwear models. Nope. Nope. (laughs) That seems unnecessary and stupid. Next! All right, well, with that, let's move on to... Birthdays. All right, I love birthdays, so I'll kick us off with an interesting one—a childhood favorite, if you will. Macaulay Culkin turns thirty-eight. Also, yesterday is the thirty-sixth birthday of my favorite comedian, John Mulaney, which you mentioned in last week's cocktails with celebrities. That's right. All right, and then tomorrow, uh, Jack Black, who I mentioned in celebrity cocktails, turns forty-eight. And Wednesday is the thirty-seventh birthday of Brian Chesky. Most people don't recognize that name. He is the co-founder of Airbnb. Yeah, thank God for that guy. Yeah, no kidding. We love those things. But can you believe that the guy that founded Airbnb is only 37? Yeah, it makes you kind of wonder what you've done in your life, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On Thursday, Cameron Diaz turns 46. I maintain that she is still gorgeous at the age of 46. Just goes to show. Age is just a number. I agree. Okay, on Friday, we have Van Morrison, who turns 73. He's getting up there. And by that, you mean happy birthday. (laughs) <laughs> that's right and by that i mean his birthday and saturday is the 72nd birthday of barry gibb ah yes barry gibb have you heard of the barry gibb talk show i never heard of the barry gibb talk show that was a very funny sketch between justin timberlake and jimmy fallon on saturday night live oh uh, that's fantastic and i'm gonna play a little bit of that theme right here play it
2: it's the Barry Gibb
1: Talk Show. Here we are. Tonight, Barry's guests are In a room full
2: of Former California recall candidate Arianna Huffington.
1: Disgusting politics.
2: Lieutenant Governor Cruz Bustamante. And
1: the issues of the day.
2: Author of Lies and the Lying Liars Who Tell I Them.
1: I a fair and balanced look at the right, author out Franken, you and as always, I'm still gonna talk to you. Barry's brother Robin. I Ladies and gentlemen, your host Barry Gibb.
0: That was actually one of my favorite and very obscure Saturday Night Live skits back in the day. Yeah, and those two are fantastic together. So they they really are. All right, and now born on this day, now dead. (laughs) Never gets old. (laughs) Thank you, Clay Groves of the Fish Nerds Podcast. Okay, and our only dead this week is former President Lyndon B. Johnson, who died in 1973 at the age of 64. And I think you've heard of it, but maybe some of our listeners haven't. And that's when he called Hager Pants to put in a custom order. Yes, this is a classic piece of audio comedy gold. Uh, it was a, uh, It's fantastic. All right, well, I'm going to play it right here.
2: Hello? Hello. Uh, Mr. Hager? Yes, this is Joe Hager. Uh, Joe, uh, uh, is your father the one that uh, makes uh, clothes? Yes, sir. We're all together. You all made me some real lightweight slacks uh, uh, that he just made up on his own, sent to me three or four months ago. It's kind of a light brown and a light green, rather soft green and soft brown. Now, I need about six pairs for summer wear. Yes, sir. I need about six pairs uh, to wear around in the evening when I come in from work. And I can send you a pair. I want them a half an inch larger in the waist than they were before, except I want two or three inches of stuff left back in there so I can take them up. I vary ten to fifteen pounds a month. All right. So uh, leave me at least two and a half, three inches in the back where I can let them out or take them up, and put make these a half inch bigger in the waist. Make the pockets at least an inch longer. Money, my money, and my knife, everything fall out. Wait just a minute. Hello. Hello. Now, another thing, the crotch, down where your nuts hang, is always a little too tight. So when you make them up, give me an inch that I can let out there, uh, because they cut me. they just like riding a, a wire fence. These are almost, these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. Right. But uh, uh, when I gain a little weight, they cut me under there, so leave me... Uh, you never do have much margin there. Let's see if you can't leave me about an inch from the where the zipper <coughs> ends, uh, round, uh, under my, back to my bunghole. All right, then. So I can let it out there if I need to. Right. Now, be sure you got the best zippers in them. These are good that I have. And, uh, if you get those coming, I would sure be grateful. All right. Where would you like to spend, please? White House. All right. I just sure will appreciate this. I need it more than anything. And, uh, uh, now, you give this boy the address, because I'm running for a funeral, and give him address just how to dress these trousers. So we'll send them to you. And don't you You get the measurements out of them and add a half inch to the back, give us an inch to the pockets, and about an uh, inch underneath uh, so we can let them out. Uh, would you like just a little more stride in the crotch? Yeah, that's right. Yes, sir. OK, here he is. We're glad that you enjoyed the other. Okay,
0: go ahead, please. Uh, Covering the bunghole. Classic. (laughs) Classic. And obviously, he didn't mean for that to be comedy, but it most certainly is. Well, yeah, I mean, he had to get his point across. He was just making a pants order. (laughs) The guy just wanted some comfortable pants. (laughs) He just wanted pants. (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) I mean, I know I do. Next. All right, Adam, are you ready for the hotline message of the week? I love the hotline messages. I don't know if you remember, but last episode, we recognized National Tell-A-Joke Day. Yes. And we asked people to call the hotline and tell us a joke. Oh, fantastic. Did we get a good one? We do. We have one right here. Are you ready? I would love to hear it.
2: Hey, Toph. It's Moxie from the Your Brain on Facts podcast. Oh. You put out a call for jokes, and boy, are you going to regret it. I've got bad jokes for days. <laughs> but I'm going to kick it off with my very personal favorite. What do you get when you cross a cow... And an octopus. What? A stern rebuke from the ethics committee and an immediate cessation of all funding.
1: <laughs> I love that joke.
2: <laughs> you guys keep up the good work, and I'll talk to you later.
0: Oh, she didn't even compliment. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> I feel like that's a, a fantastic hotline joke. It really was. So, Moxie, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for calling the hotline with your joke. And folks, please listen to Moxie's podcast. It's called Your Brain on Facts. Wonderful. Yeah. Next! All right, Adam. You know what we're going to do next? What's that, Tove? We're going to bring back an oldie but a goodie. Ooh, I hope it's what I think it is. It's time to generate some amazing facts. Yes! Hell yeah, dude. I guess it's uh, out of repair, finally. That thing always freaking breaks. Yeah, so I got it back from the repair shop. I dusted it off. I plugged it in. It works perfectly yes all right you and i you and i are now going to generate some amazing facts and i'm going to let you go first oh sweet i was just going to ask okay perfect so let me hit that amazing fact generator okay (laughs) this is indeed interesting tof did you know that lobsters pee out of their face are you serious yes and i think what a cool like technique that would be like if you just don't want to have a conversation with someone just just be in there (laughs) right away pee in your face (laughs) from your face you just pee out of your face into their face and then you could say in your face (laughs) (laughs) you know what only because we have the luxury of having a science correspondent on our team Uh i would i would like to ask sciencey mcscience face to look into this verify this fact and bring some new information to the group I think that would be fantastic. Please get on that sciencey McScience face. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. Okay, now it's my turn. Yep. Ah, this comes in the form of of a quiz question, Adam. Oh, perfect. Guess what celebrity who died September of last year is in the Guinness Book of World's records for largest scrapbook collection? I have no idea, but I find that to be a fantastic record. Okay, I wish we had more time because I kind of want to play 20 questions until you get it, but we don't. Okay. I'm just going to tell you, and you're not going to believe who it is. Okay. Maybe I will. Hugh Hefner. That makes perfect sense.
1: But isn't that fascinating? <laughs> like, like, how many it people is. would
0: you have had to have guessed to get to Hugh Hefner for that question? It just probably, I mean, I would have just figured out who died last September, more than like the actual act or feat of scrapbooking. Okay, fine. But even if you had a list of celebrities that died last September, would you? Let's say it was six people. Of the six, how many would you have guessed all five before you got to Hugh Hefner? A hundred percent. Next. All right, and we're going to finish up with this. It's one of your favorite segments as well. Okay. I'm going to tell you about this week's least competent criminal. Yes, this will be uh, least competent criminal two. <laughs> right. Based on your quick hit. So we're circling back around to the crime page for this week's Least Competent Criminal. 21-year-old Shaman West of Arkansas. He was dining at Shannon's Restaurant in Pine Bluff. When he was finished with his meal, he put a credit card down for payment. The waitress, 58-year-old Flora Lunsford, picked up the card, looked at it, and saw her own name on the credit card. Huh. Lunsford's card had been stolen two days earlier when her purse was robbed out of her car at a gas station two blocks from the restaurant. That is insane. Right? She immediately called the police while stalling on returning the check and and card to the table, and West was arrested. Police found that West also possessed Lunsford's other credit cards and driver's license. Wow. What an idiot. Why would you go back there? Oh, I guess the real question should be, why would you steal stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Adam, I think it's only fitting to award Shaman West of Arkansas the distinction of this week's Gravity Beard Listener of the Week. (laughs) (laughs) you know that never gets old to me i swear never gets old (laughs) i agree (laughs) next all right well that brings us to the end of another episode of this week today adam fantastic what a great episode yeah is there anything you'd like to promote before we go yes i'd like to promote the blood drawn chronicles i just finished editing season 11 So I, I, this is like, yeah, this, this is an interesting podcast. The world that this, this guy, Michael Bradley is, he's actually a part of the underdog podcast community has created is massive. So this has followed the first character of this entire universe of characters and stories and all that kind of stuff. So season 11 just ended and, uh, I loved it. It was one of my favorite seasons in the, in the last several, uh, but I've been a part of it since, uh, season four is when I started, uh, mastering that audio. So, oh, wow. Yep, he's got the next the next round on the table. It's called The Black Heart of Mr. White. That's coming out soon. And uh, I will be doing the audio editing uh, and mastering on that episode as well. I'm looking forward to hearing the story, and I'm looking forward to getting started on that project. So now's a good time to catch up because this one, this series follows Myrick, the son of Meyer, uh, on his adventures through Earth. Very, very cool. Fantastic. Thanks. All righty, a couple of reminders. Again, the hotline number is 321-465-2180. Let us hear from you there. And please come join us on Facebook, search the Gravity Beard Interns. There are three ways you can donate to the show. First you can go to patreon.com forward slash gravitybeard. We're also on PayPal. That link is paypal.me forward slash gravitybeard or search our email, contact at gmail.com, or find us on Venmo by searching Gravity Beard all one word. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. It's a terrific lineup of shows. Go to podfixnetwork.com to check them all out or search at Podfix on Twitter. Also, please check out Podfix Presents. It's a podcast from the collective minds of the Podfix Network. Listen to it on Apple Podcasts or any other podcatcher. You can find our show on Twitter by searching at the Gravity Beard. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeout. We also use The Only Girl, both by Silent Partner. Their stuff can be found on the YouTube audio library you've been listening to this week today on gravity beard it's what your ears will want to be listening to later people Yeah, you can never have too much ninja i think that sounds like a foolproof plan that seems unnecessary and stupid the millennials are even ruining ninjas Putin, have you heard of the Gravity Beard?